0: Hey everyone, this is Adam Bergman, Founder and CEO of IRA Financial. Welcome to another episode of AdBits, where I will be sharing bits of knowledge about self-directed retirement. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search Iray Financial. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here founder, IRA financial tax attorney. On today's AdBits, I want to talk about 1099 contractors. Can you set up a solo 401k? So this is one of the first questions I get from people that are interested in learning more about the solo 401k. They've heard about all the great advantages, the ability to put away up to 58,000 or 64,500 if you're over 50 the loan feature, the ability to borrow up to $50,000, 50% of your account value, whatever's less, the ability to serve as the trustee and invest in stocks and also real estate or even Bitcoin, great asset and credit protection, ability to make pre-tax or Roth contributions. So people will get really psyched about the solo K. I mean, it really has all the features of the self-directed IRA, but you get the added features of high contributions and the loan feature, which, you know, a lot of people really appreciate. So once people are kind of fixated on a solo K, the next question I get is, okay, Adam, I want in. Am I eligible? So I go through the eligibility requirements. I say, what do you do? say, well, I work full-time in company XYZ, but I have 1099 income. So right away, bang, I'm fixated on that 1099 And I tell them right away, these are the two requirements to be eligible for a solo K. You need to have a business, US-based business. Doesn't need to be even profitable. Just needs to be not a hobby. So there needs to be the anticipation of revenue, hopefully profit. And then number two, there cannot be any full-time employees. That means someone who works a thousand hours or more in a year, as an employee, not an independent contractor, but as an employee, that is a non-owner. So a non-owner, obviously someone who doesn't own any of the LLC interest or stock in the business. Now a spouse is not deemed an employee for ERISA purposes. So you have a business with your spouse, you can set up a solo case so long as you have no non-owner employees that work more than a thousand hours. Even if it's just you as a sole business owner, and you hire your spouse, and you give her a 1099 or him a 1099, that's not considered a non-owner employee, even if you give them a W-2 because they're a spouse. So those are the two requirements. That's it. It's pretty simple stuff. And the 1099 obviously is the most popular way to get self-employment income, because there's lots of ways to earn 1099, whether it's consulting, whether it's performing other uh, services for the company, whether you drive for Uber or Lyft or work for DoorDash, as of now in the United States, those gig type of employment slash um, compensation arrangements are still not considered employer-employee. And although the, a UK court recently ruled that Uber and its drivers are actually engaged in an employer-employee relationship, which is a big blow to Uber's business model, it's still, that type of decision has not materialized in the United States courts as of yet. So right now those drivers are considered independent contractors. So what's the big determination? How does the IRS determine if someone's an independent contractor or employee? And it really comes down to a bunch of factors. Number one, control, right? How much control does the employer have over you? Do you, are you forced to go to work nine to five? Are you forced to you know, wear a certain uniform or act a certain way? Or do you have any other activities? Are you just focused on this one particular business relationship? Your behavior, financial relationship, your actual relationship. And yeah, the facts do matter, right? All those facts I mentioned are determinative of whether you are a 1099 or a W2. Now, for IRA financial, we usually W2 everyone unless you're doing like one-off consulting for us. Um, if you're in the office, you're going to be there about even five hours a week on a consistent basis, we're going to W2 you. But if you're, you know, wiring our office or you're, you're doing some consulting, uh, financial consulting or something else, yeah, we'll, we'll send you a 1099. Now the nice thing of getting a 1099 is you can set up a solo 401k. And when it comes to contributions, it's based off your 1099 or your other self-employment income. So even if you earn a million dollars as an accountant at um, a big accounting firm, if you only earn $6,000 as a 1099 for your expert witness testimony as a consultant on a 1099 basis, you're only able to contribute up to 6000 in your solo K. Now, one caveat to that is when it comes to employee deferrals, the limitation is $19,500 or 26,000. And that's per individual. So even if you participate in 15 401k plans or two or five 401k, you can never go above the 195 or the 26 for 2020 or 2021. So that means if you put 16,000 in your Apple 401k and you have $10,000 of 1099 income, you're under 50, you can do another 3500 in your solo K. But also in the solo K, you're able to get that 20 profit sharing on your 1099 amount. So if you're a Schedule C or a single member LLC, generally the most you can contribute is either 58 or 64,500. And that's broken down into two components. Number one, the employee deferral, which is the 19.5 or 26 if you're over 50. And then the profit sharing, which is 20% of your 1099 income or 25% if you get a guaranteed payment from a partnership or a W-2. So let's take an example. Adam makes $20,000 a year um, you know, doing consulting work. And then I make $200,000 a year at IRA Financial. So I'm, of course, maxing out my 401k. That's what I tell everyone to do. So I, of course, I'm doing it. I'm under 50. So I put away nineteen five in my IRA Financial 401k. And let's say IRA Financial gives me a 4% match. I'm happy. So then I have this $20,000 of 1099 because I serve as an an expert witness on self-directed retirement matters, how much can I contribute to my solo K? So I can't put any more employee deferral in because I already hit the 19.5. So all I can do is 20% of the 20 or 4,000. So I'd be able to do 4,000 of my solo K plus 19.5 to my IRA financial plan. And then I get that 4% too. So I'm doing pretty well. But let's say, let me flip around this example. Let's say I only put in 12,000 to the IRA financial plan and I made 20,000 as a 1099. I have 7,500 extra contribution I can do out of that 20 and then I can do 20% of 20 for another four. So that is the nice advantage is even if you're participating in a solo K and you have a full-time job, you have the ability to use two sources or multiple sources of income To increase your contributions so if you're listening you're part of the gig economy um, you do 1099 consulting work think solo it's super important you have an amazing opportunity you have an amazing advantage from someone who actually works at a business because you can create your own 401k plan and you can customize it most employers even the big ones like google are not going to give you more than a four five percent match so you'll be able to get that 195 or 26 if you're over 50, but you're only going to get probably 4 to 6% of your salary match. Whereas if you're self-employed, let's say you made 100 grand cuz you did consulting for Apple or Google and you're under 50, you can do 195 plus 20% of your 100, giving you 395. So you're able to put away a lot more than you'd be able to put away at Google. Now, again, these are all elective. You don't have to put anything into your plan. You could set up a plan just basically for investment purposes. Although I suggest you make contributions every few years because when you set up a 401k, it's supposed to be permanent based off the ERISA rules. So the IRS would not appreciate if you just set up a solo K strictly as an investment vehicle to do real estate for example, and then never made any contributions for multiple years. So I advise my clients every couple of years, even if you put a hundred bucks in, you want to show that you're using the plan and there's a permanency element to it. So there you have it. If you're a 1099 contractor, again, whether you work for Google or DoorDash or um, Uber, Lyft, and and you have any type of part-time or full-time 1099 side income or full income, um, think solo. Uh, It's a great opportunity to maximize your retirement benefits. Great opportunity to take control of your retirement from a contribution and also from an investment standpoint. Really powerful creditor and asset protection elements. And you get that loan feature. So you can kind of piggy bank your financial needs, whether it's business needs, whether it's personal debt servicing, whatever it is, the Solo K is a very robust retirement vehicle. And because you're in the gig economy, you actually have an advantage over someone who works full time at even a major corporation. You know, as, as I show in my example, you can maximize your retirement benefits, also get the loan feature, and of course, get the opportunity to self-direct and diversify and, and do alternative assets, which, which I think is, is pretty cool. So there you have it um, if you are a 1099 contractor, you should certainly consider going solo. And I'll tell you this, if I had the opportunity, I would put all of my clients in a solo 401k. Unfortunately, not everyone's self-employed, right? Not everyone's got 1099, uh, or, or business income with no full-time employees. So I can't put everyone in it, but if I could, I would, because you get all the same benefits of a self-directed IRA plus all the advantages I mentioned, like the high contributions, the loan feature, and the ability to um, shelter your assets from from creditors in a very powerful way inside or outside of bankruptcy. So I hope you uh, found this uh, podcast helpful. Um, uh, Hopefully if you're a 1099 gig economy uh, participant, um, I've motivated you to at least think about saving, think about going solo. And um, if, if I did, um, that, that would be you know, really um, positive. If I have it, well, maybe um, at least the, I'm planting the words in your head. So um, stay safe. Um, I hope everyone um, you know, is healthy. Um, if you have any questions, if you're focused or interested in the self-directed retirement world, check out AdMail, which is another podcast I do where I answer three of the best client questions from the previous weeks. Uh, also, Adam Talks, which is, you know, a podcast I've been doing for uh, four four years or so, um, and really talks, basically takes it in tax attorneys take on retirement, investments, and um, taxes. So um, check those out wherever you pick up your podcasts. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel. We um drop generally four to five videos a week and and you can also check out the podcasts, which are always available on youtube as well so please subscribe Uh, i think you'll really enjoy it otherwise um, thanks again for listening thanks for your support thanks for watching thanks for subscribing and i'll talk to everyone again next week